Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls talk about the show and defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 11, The Eclipse, Part 2. But before we get into that, Keisha, I hear you have a tiny little fraction of new news. It's just the smallest little sliver, really. Uh, It's a follow-up to an old new news item. The Amazon series Invincible that Mr. Quinto is going to be voicing a supporting character on actually has a uh, a, a debut date now. It's going to be uh, March 26th, I believe. Let me double check because I didn't write it down. Um, <laughs> it's a Friday. Yeah, March 26th. Um, they're doing, I believe uh, the drop is the first three episodes and then a new one every Friday after that. Very nice. And he's playing robot on that. So if you watch it and you're waiting for him and you see a robot, <laughs> that's him. Then you found him. That's him. <laughs> yep. I'm sure you're going to let me know all about it. Whether you want me to or not, this. really. So mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can let the audience know about it, too. <laughs> my, when it debuts. My, my weekly Invincible update. <laughs> do you yes. do? do? Yeah. <laughs> You just be like, how did he sound on it? Did it sound like Quinta? Did he sound different? <laughs> was he like Mark Hamill-ish? Or you're like, I didn't know that was Mark Hamill until later. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Mark Hamill is on Invincible as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Everybody's on it. There's a huge cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that, let's get into the episode. Uh, we, we start off with Peter and the Haitian running through the jungle because... As you remember, uh, Baron Somdi's men came out and they got Nathan, but those two managed to escape. And the, the Haitian is like, if they catch us, we're going to die. And Peter's like, but we got to go back there. And the Haitian is feeling extra powerless because he doesn't have his powers right now. Because remember, it's the eclipse happening. And Peter's like, listen, maybe the eclipse is a sign because, you know, Somdi's abilities are gone too. And... The Haitian's like, okay, Peter, why, really, why did you come here? And he's like, I came here to get you, obviously. Because, you know, <laughs> my dad, we gotta stop my dad. And the Haitian's like, don't lie to me, Peter. And then Peter's like, all right, you know, I wanted to know if I can still be a hero without my powers. Aw. So, you know, Nathan wasn't completely wrong for Peter's reasoning for why he wanted to go with him. Oh, there yeah. was a little ego involved. It's just a little, a little clip there with them running through. Poor Peter. He's really feeling sorry for himself. It's a, it's a lot to take in. He was so powerful and now he's got nothing. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, like, he's been powerless longer. So mm-hmm. he, yes. he can deal with it a little bit better than everyone else. Everyone else is like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you can tell Peter's just kind of like, yeah, y'all's is probably temporary. I, I fucked up big. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Danger hugs. Curse those danger hugs. <laughs> so we'll move on to Claire, who's currently being wheeled into a hospital. And she's asking where her dad is as she's getting wheeled in. Because if you remember, they tried to patch her up at home, but she got worse after Noah left to go hunt down Siler. And the nurse stops Sandra and is like, when was she shot? And Sandra's like, oh, it just happened. She's like, don't lie to me. <laughs> Again, a character being like, well, can we not lie to each other right now? 
Um, Because her whole system is infected, and either it happened a little while ago, or she's never been sick her whole life. I love the look Sandra has in her face, where it's like, oh god, it's a little from column A, a little from column B. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. This, like, whole episode is just not exhibit A, but it's certainly a large portion of something that happens between Sandra and Noah later on in terms of their marriage. It's like B, because I think exhibit A was the whole Haitian deal in season one. Um, yes. This is definitely exhibit B, and it's it's a doozy. B, if not C. <laughs> uh, I mean... Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna letter it, are we gonna count all the times that she doesn't remember? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, that still mm-hmm. happened. So yeah, just catching up with some people. How how's um how's Siler doing, Keisha? Siler and Al, how are they doing? Well, I was gonna do this whole thing where I played a sound clip from um, How I Met Your Mother, but um, I'm too lazy. But suffice it to say, they did a bang, a bang, a bangity bang. I said a bang, bang, bangity bang. They fucked. So, um, yeah. Um, Siler and Elle totally do it. And it's interesting. They have this little, like, post-coital moment where they're, where they're there and they're just talking about their lives. And they're musing about whether or not the loss of powers is permanent or temporary. And they're kind of, you know, cautiously excited together because Elle's definitely excited. Uh, Gabriel's stoked because, as he says, it's a chance to reinvent ourselves, which if there's one thing we know about him is he do love just reinventing himself. He he, he doesn't <laughs> like the core of who he is, and he'd rather be just anybody else at any time. And he talks about, you know, what that could be like being free of, as he puts it, powers or perils. But about right when he says that, um, <laughs> L spots a red dot on Siler's forehead, and they uh, juke like crazy to avoid getting shot, <laughs> because <laughs> Bennett is outside with the sniper rifle, if we recall from the to-be-continued from last week. <laughs> He's uh, very determined <laughs> this mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, um, he's firing on them, and they're rolling around, and they're they're trying to, you know, <laughs> get their clothes on and leave, and... Uh, She's very smart, ever the company agent. She grabs the gun that was left behind as they're trying to escape. And Elle's like, you know, who's who's doing this? And Siler fucking knows. He's like, who do you think? Who is constantly trying to kill me? <laughs> like, <laughs> it could only be Noah Bennett. And then, you know, to confirm that, Bennett busts in and he's got his sniper rifle. And I mean, hold on. He's got his sniper rifle, and it's, like, ready to go, but he's decides to go for the handgun instead. And, I mean, that's just, like, a practicality thing. That's just smart on his behalf. So he goes in, and it's great because it's agent versus agent. Because Elle has her gun, and she's firing at him, and he's, you know, firing back. And they try to escape, but as they are fleeing out the back door, Noah shoots her, and it's, like, in the hip on her leg. Yeah. It's yeah. like her leg, right? Like her thigh. She's so short. It's hard to tell. Um, but he gets her good. He wings her really good. And he follows the blood trail outside as they're trying to get the fuck away from him. And he's yelling outside, like, I want you to be scared just like Claire was. And it's it's very, you know, epic. And he's like, this ends today. And then whoosh heroes. Siler <laughs> mm-hmm. and Elle are fucked. I mean, they <laughs> fucked, and now they're fucked. So, 
Yeah. So yeah, we know Noah had his eyes on them mm-hmm. at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. He totally let them get down. Yup. Before taking a shot at them, he's a gentleman. You know, why would you interrupt another man doing that? It just seems rude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll let him have fun one last time before I... <laughs> it's very that. Straight up murder him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A last meal, <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that... that <laughs> Rachel brings up something that we all talked about in the fandom quite a bit at the time. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Did he just watch <laughs> them, like, throughout? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep, he had her. to add it to his, like, <laughs> Wild Animal Siler tape stuff you know oh uh, no joke though the mating habits of the modern day serial killer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. goodness <laughs> goodness <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so uh they got a skedaddle because he's not going to stop this time he has no reason to mm-hmm. usually something you know calls him away and something's gonna try but Eh, he's pretty determined this time, I dare say. Yes. So, yeah. Pretty damn determined. He really is. Like, I forget. I mean, I know, I know that he's totally like Ahab with Moby Dick with Siler, but like, damn, watching this episode again, you're just like, you would seriously just fall off a cliff if it meant he died too, you know? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're insane. Yeah, he'd go over the waterfall with Siler for sure. He would. Reichenbach Falls, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um, Going back to Haiti, we see what has become of uh, Nathan Petrelli. And he's in a bit of a spot. He is currently chained up with a... There's a couple of women who are also being held captive by Baron Samdi. Yeah, so, like, Nathan Petrelli is on his knees and he's in chains. Mm -hmm. And... um, (laughs) He introduces himself to the women that are trapped there with him, you know, speaking a little French again. And Baron Samdi, you know, he pops in. He's like, you know, there's a lot of power in a name. You shouldn't just give yours away so freely. And he talks about, you know, the whole thing. Like, I'm sure you've heard this in, like, other bits of pop culture about how, like, it's, um, it's always associated with, like, magic, isn't it? Like, wizards Mm -hmm. say that kind of shit. Like, don't let someone know your true name or they'll have power over you. So... Witches and wizards. Um, yeah, they have a little back and forth about, like, power and titles and, you know, who deserves, you know, what in this world, basically. And uh, they go and grab the woman that Nathan was speaking to because she's going to be sold off. Shit's fucked, basically. Like, <laughs> ugh, it's just, it's it's interesting because, you know, you definitely have this character who... Eclipse notwithstanding is a very superpowered individual but even if he wasn't he could still easily be doing the, this type of thing mm-hmm. so it I like that they put them in a situation of not only everyone being powerless but showing this very real ill in the world because it kind of makes it hard to debate what Nathan starts to believe later on after going through this experience. Mm-hmm. He has a point. And uh, I-, I think it was pretty smart of them to do that. Because it's like, we said uh, Coletti and Pekowski did these two eps. I think Aaron Eli Coletti did the first one and Pekowski did the second. It feels like a Pekowski ep. He's very good. He's one of my favorite Heroes writers. 
He just mm-hmm. gets everyone. But yeah. Um so it's it's just a really fucked up situation and Nathan's all kinds of resisties, like pulling on the cuffs, like Ugh, but you know, he can't do anything, but he sure is gonna try. Um yeah, that's that's what's happening with Nathan. He's like, Yeah, I'm not gonna let you do this and he's like, Well, you're just a man and I'm a god. Later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Laters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I sure hope somebody can rescue him in time. Surely someone will. Well, he's kind of fine at the moment. Someone hopefully will rescue her in time. Well. <laughs> this poor girl. I like, like He's how, just hanging out in chains right now. Honestly, like, he's just uncomfortable. Like, he can't mm-hmm. actually quite get down all the way. It's it's like a stress mm-hmm. position. But, yeah. Um, poor her, for sure. Um, I like how the show um, sticks with that. Like, they don't just forget her. She, she's part yes. of it. So. Mm-hmm. Does she get a name, though? I don't think they get a name. Either of the sisters, no. <sighs> okay. I don't... Don't quote me on that, but I don't believe they do. No, I don't think they do. No. Because they, they barely... They, they don't have any, like, speech at all, I don't think. Yeah, well, like, the, the main sister, like, the older sister or whatever, like, speaks a little bit later on. But, like... Nathan introduces yeah. himself. She can't introduce herself. Like, I said, yeah. It goes into the whole, like, nameless woman of color thing. Anyway, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wouldn't be hard to just give her a name. Maybe she has one in the credits. I do not know. I will, we'll look into that That's <laughs> later worth investigating. On. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Hi, editing Rachel here. Can confirm they do not get names in the episode or the credits. They are younger Haitian girl and older Haitian girl. It's, it's very true. Could have just easily given her one, but you know. Yeah, my cat's very upset about this. Good. She's like, representation matters. Meow. Kitty, what are meow, you? Meow, meow, meow. It does. Goodness. But you know <laughs> you know who does have a name? <laughs> Mohinder Suresh? Yes. <laughs> Best thing way ever, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, Oh my god. <clears throat> so he is at the Pinehurst lab looking at, frantically looking at info about eclipses. And while he's doing that, he also is looking at Maya's address that he has written down. And the whole time, Flint is like behind him flicking a lighter. Like you can tell he's antsy because he can't, you know, just play with his little flames. And then Arthur rolls in and. He's like, all right, what'd you find out, Suresh? And Mohinder's like, who fucking knows? <laughs> classic, like, classic it, bitch fit here. It could be, like, you know, gravity. It could be something else. Or it could just be a complete fucking coincidence. I have no idea. And I don't have the time to figure it out. And Arthur's like, well, you better make time because, you know, we're all powerless right here and getting paranoid and everyone's getting all antsy. Because being powerless makes us vulnerable. And he, he makes Flint grab Mohinder and, like, literally show him how vulnerable he is by, like, burning him. And, uh, yeah. So Arthur's like, yeah, get, get going. You can't just sit around. We're all vulnerable, including you, Dr. Suresh. <laughs> and we're, we're, no, we're no Bob from the company. We're going to actually fuck you up if you don't get shit moving. Yeah, he's so. he's had it too good for too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how 
when he's just like, I don't know what caused it. And Arthur's like, mm, that's not good enough. And Mahinder's like, well, if he could just get out of my face, like, towards Flint. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is Mahinder's kink, like, pissing off bad guys? Like, fuck. Like, you can just be <laughs> chill for once. Well, there, there's a lot to talk about that, especially later on with Mahinder in this episode. I know. It's so great. It's such a great callback to his um, behaviors with other people who have been up his ass in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You know. Uh yeah, Arthur Arthur Petrelli is such like a like a like a thug. He's such like a mafia thug. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, he needs some proper motivation. Like all of his lines and actions, especially when he doesn't have powers, he's just like a he's like a yeah, he's a gangster. Even when he did in yeah. villains, it was like you know he's the mafioso, he's the puppet master. He so is though, mm-hmm. and they are Italian, so I guess he could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. From Mohinder to his bad pairing being chased by his wannabe father, or the father he wants. Uh, um. <laughs> don't, always, don't always get the father we want. Get the father we deserve. Dang it. Yeah. So, Noah is trying to find Siler and Elle, and he's stalking around. It seems like the blood trail that Elle was leaving behind has run cold because he can't quite find him. And he gets interrupted because he's getting a phone call. And it's Sandra, and he's like, "What? You know, I'll call you later. I'm busy." And she's like, "I took Claire to the hospital, dude, and I need to know what to tell them. And your daughter wants you here." And he's just like, "Well, you know, just tell them what I would, which is be lie to them." And I was like, "You know, it's fine. I'll be right there. Just tell them whatever, and I'll be there." And he hangs up the phone, and as he turns around to start to head back, he notices a big old bloody handprint on the um, gate of a fenced-in area, and he knows, oh, I'm back on the trail again to finding Siler and Elle. It's probably oh. Siler's stupid hand, too. <laughs> probably is. It's hard to tell. It's just like a bloody handprint, so. But like you said, it's it's quite large, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Gabe. <laughs> Exhibit C. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit D or E, honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, your daughter is dying and you're fucking right around. Hey, I know that your daughter normally can't die, but like, Mm -hmm. she actually is this time. So you should probably get your head out of your ass. She's like literally calling for you. Where's my dad? Where's my dad? (sighs) Off trying to murder Siler. I mean, he should know by now. If he gets Mm -hmm. the chance, he's going to go for it. And absolutely nothing, not even you, sorry, hun, is going to stop him or be more important than that. Yep. Even though it's technically in her name. Is it, though? <laughs> I, I said technically. Did I not say technically? <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody believe that. <laughs> he can tell himself that. it's that all he wants. He's had a <sighs> bee in his bonnet for this one ever since he escaped Primatech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he in canon, has been watching this man since before... <laughs> The save the cheerleader was even a glint in Isaac Mendes's eye. <laughs> yep. So, which, which we'll talk more about Isaac Mendes later. And yeah, <laughs> this fucking timeline. Yeah, because <laughs> he comes up. Um, but first, let's instead go to Lawrence, Kansas, where we rejoin Matt in Daphne's house, and she has her leg braces and her um, what would you call that? Like, they're not arm braces. It's like... 
They're like crutches. They're like arm Cru- crutches. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word crutch. I think crutch. so. I think they're crutches. Yeah, they're like crutches. So she's got leg braces and crutches. And he asks her what she's wearing, and she's like, leg braces, duh. <laughs> and she's like, Matt, I have cerebral palsy. And last year, I could barely move. And then there was an eclipse. And I could walk, and then run, and then run even faster than that. And now, <laughs> we have another eclipse, and she's back to where she started again. And she's like, listen, Matt, if you don't believe that story, you can just read my thoughts. And Matt's like, uh, that's the problem. I can't read thoughts right now, either. <laughs> <laughs> and Daphne's like, well, you know what? This is Arthur. Arthur did it. This is our, our payback. He said he would do it, and he's done it to us, because the hero can't do his thing, either. It's Arthur. And she also thinks she deserves it, because she's a villain. All the bad things that she's done. She's a villain. And her dad comes back in and is like, uh, is everything okay here? And she's like, yeah, yeah, Matt's just, Matt's going to leave right now. Matt's leaving. Poor Daphne. Poor Daphne, indeed. That's really brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's interesting to see these characters in a real world that's harsh. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got, like, the whole thing, like, soci- uh, the whole, like, sociopolitical thing in, like, Haiti, but then, like, you've got the personal debilitating malady with Daphne and you see how goddamn important these powers are to some people. Kinda gives you more understanding and why she would do whatever they tell her to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to go back to that. Oh. Getting the chance to, you know, reach the heights that she did and then, and then to have it all gone. Of course she would do whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. Which does not make her a bad person. And that's why the whole, like, constant hero versus villain debate with her and matt is just so circuitous it's like oh we've already had this conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which i, I don't think-, think matt's arguing <laughs> you know like you're well, gonna- yeah yeah no where she's just like i'm a villain he's like no you're not like it just keeps- <laughs> she just she doesn't want to yeah. believe him yeah she's she's in a, a hard place to you know be at right now mentally and otherwise so mm-hmm. going through a rough time yeah. And Matt's just insisting on himself. <laughs> that too. I do think, though, that in this episode, again, I don't know if this is like down to the difference between Colette and, pa- uh, and Pekowski, but um, Matt comes off better this episode, ultimately. He does. I think a lot of characters do. Much more supportive than mm-hmm. intrusive. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, we'll see more of that later. Yeah. Right now, we got to see what Mohinder's up to. Yeah. How is he doing? Well, he's preparing a syringe. He's going to give Flint an injection just to sort of help track what's going on with him. And Flint's like, he must think I'm a dumbass. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to let you stick me, bud. And I love how he's just like, well, you know, yeah, I do think you're stupid, but oh well. And he... (laughs) Mohinder is very wily, Mm -hmm. I I think would be the word for it. He picks up the whole entire microscope that he was looking at and uh, just bashes Flint in the face with it. (laughs) (laughs) And they get into, you know, a bit of a scuff and he beats the holy shit out of Flint with that microscope. By all rights, he should not live. It's not like how he beat, like, Siler up earlier where (laughs) Siler could heal. Siler could heal. Flint should fully, like be paralyzed or something like you you don't get to live through that mm-hmm. that was a whole microscope like you know what i mean like that those are heavy 
Mm-hmm. So, again, that's just real comic booky of the show to suggest he could even survive that. But yeah, he beats the crap out of Flint, gets him out of the way, and snatches that post-it with Maya's address on it, because he's got, you know, much more important things to deal with at the moment. Because he's hot again, damn it. That's what's most important. <laughs> Not anything else. No more scales. He's hot. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's hot. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> he's a new butterfly. <laughs> He is. (laughs) He came out of his cocoon. So yeah, it's just like a quick little moment where Mohinder is getting the best of Flint and escaping. Um, Back over in Kansas, we're back at Sam's Comics. And Sam and Frack are at the counter. And Sam, Seth Green's character, is just like, this... (laughs) That's not, this is stupid. Like, this isn't hero. Hero doesn't exist. This is, like, a really lame practical joke. Like, come on, bud. You know, to to frack. And, yeah, he doesn't believe this. He's like, these aren't real people. They're fucking, they're comic book characters. They are not standing in front of me right now. That's absurd. And Ando's still just trying to, like, convince them to help. And Hero has no patience for any of this. And he just decides, fuck it, I'm just going to tear into these back issues myself of Ninth Wonders and figure it out. <laughs> and I love how he just, like, gets down and, you know, he's, he's just yanks a short box out and he's immediately going through it. And Sam, ever the retail person, is like, this is not a library. <laughs> like, you don't get to just sit there and read shit. You want to, you know, see what's going on, you got to buy them. And so Hero stands up and he is an adult, you know, in terms of he has a credit card. So he puts it down the counter like, all right, (laughs) so I will. (laughs) You know, he's got quite a bank account if memory serves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He can buy that whole store probably. (laughs) Probably. I think he does. Doesn't he like say, I want this other one too? (laughs) Yeah, like, like, okay. I'll buy the box and I'll buy this other issue of something too okay that drove me crazy i went so many times to try to figure out what the fuck he was holding and i could Mm -hmm. not i could not figure out what issue he was holding yeah i couldn't figure it out either because i was like what comic is that it's obviously something they wanted to feature you know Mm -hmm. for whatever reason so but it's been so long that you know i wouldn't have any recognition of like the cover art anyway true fair so I seriously tried to go backwards in, on, on my Netflix viewing, like, four times to try to fucking figure out what he was holding. Mm-hmm. It drove me nuts. <laughs> and I'm angry that I still don't know. <laughs> it was Ultimate X-Men issue 96, written by Aaron Coletti. Here's a question. Hmm. In this episode, I don't believe they ever give us the name Sam and Frack. <laughs> no, they don't. So... This is a symptom of heroes that they just do this. Yes, it is. Uh, I'll I'll double check that that wasn't in any name card or anything either. Um, but yeah, and I, oh, I will find wait. out. If, I think eventually we do get sam- their names, though. I feel like they wait. Say. Don't they have a name card? I think you're right, though. Is there a name card? I think they have Sam and Frack, like Sam's Comics or whatever. They might. Like, I, will, sam I will. I will double and check or some shit. I will double check, but still, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nobody says it. They never introduce Mm-mm. themselves. Like, uh, I think Frack says Sam's name. Um, which, here's another one for you. Uh, Sam's comics? Is this is this his chain? Good question. Coincidence? <laughs> that occurs in, you know, Kansas and Japan. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'd assume coincidence. That's gotta be. There's a lot of Sam's in the world. I suppose so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, so Hero's just like, cool, I'll buy everything. 
and his little his little mission to to dig into the stack and figure out what the hell's going on and what the hell already went on has begun. It's really just a nice excuse later to see a bunch of that Tim Sale art again. Yeah, whole bunch of it. Yeah, a lot of familiar art coming coming at you in a little bit. So yeah, back in uh, where it was Siler and L as they try to escape the the murderous intent of Noah Bennett. Um, they're in a market, like a grocery store, and Siler's helping to patch Elle up. She's a mess. She's losing a lot of blood. So they're just, like, sat in the middle of an aisle, like, ripping open Band-Aids and gauze and stuff. <laughs> like, they're making quite the spectacle of themselves. Uh, as uh, we see when this poor, hapless employee <laughs> walks up and sees that, like, I love that the guy even, like, says something to them, because I tell you, if it were me, I'd just been like, I didn't see that, and I'd just keep walking. <laughs> I'd just keep fucking walking. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, he, uh, he says something to them. I don't remember what. Um, he says, what like, he oh, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I think he just, like, says, like, do they need help or something? And Tyler's like, we're fine. Like, here. And he throws a bunch of money at him. And he's still trying to, you know... Tend to Elle, and she's like, he's going to call the cops, you know. Like, this is a problem. And Siler's like, don't worry, you'll be long gone by then. You'll be fine. And she's like, what do you mean I'll be fine? And he's like, look, you bled a trail of breadcrumbs for Bennett to follow. So we have to split up or he's going to kill us both. And the way he says it is very, like, he already knows Noah is not going to walk away this day until there's a body on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, you already can tell in his line reading that he's going to do what he tries to do, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, he's he's decided. He's like, you know, um, yeah, so we need to split up. It, better he go after one of us. And she's like, look, with our abilities gone, Bennett's the powerful one. He's better trained and he will kill you. And Siler just is like, maybe I deserve a thing because, you know, this is the forgive me wall guy. <laughs> and Elle's just like, no, that's bullshit. Um, here. We can still get out of this. Let's set a trap for him. Because he's coming anyway, so we can use the only advantage we have, which is numbers. You know, two of us, one of him. So they decide that they're going to work together, and they rush into the stock room. And it's a really cool little edit change that goes into that. Yeah. It's one of the, like, whoa, little editing moments of the show when they go from that scene immediately into the other with, like, the rushing forward of the characters. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, they're not doing too good. No. Poor L. <laughs> Poor L. That's going to be the subtitle of this fucking episode, <laughs> and I will fight for that. Poor oh, L. Poor L. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to fight you hard on that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go right into the scene that it cut to, which mm-hmm. was as they were running to the back, we had Samdi and the captive girl being going into a tent where he kind of like pushes her onto a bed and it's like uh no 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 Uh, uh uh-huh luckily he is knocked out by the haitian before anything else can happen phew well he isn't quite knocked off but he's knocked off the girl because he's like you made me bleed and he taunts the haitian because he's like well you'll have to do more than that to stop me brother and the haitian actually knocks him out after that It's, it's it's kind of building up like it's an interesting parallel here. Yes. Yes, it is. Brother versus brother. Yep. 
So mm -hmm. I say that later in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit later. Mm -hmm. So from there, back to Lawrence with Hero, looking at all these Ninth Wonder comics that he has scattered around him. And he's like, oh my god, so I fought a dinosaur, but it wasn't really a dinosaur. And then, and Anda's like, I was there, Hero. You don't have to recount this little <laughs> adventure. I was there. And who should show up? But Matt Parkman. And he comes in pretty much like, why are you here? <laughs> he said you were going to figure out what, was ha what the problem was and you were at a comic store. What is happening? <laughs> and Anda's like, we, we're, tr we're working on it. We're trying to figure out what happened to our ability still. And... Then Frack speaks up. He's like, listen, I've got... I have a theory. <laughs> in Hero's origin story, there was an eclipse on his first day he, he was able to use his power. And Ando's like, yeah, there was. We were, like, on the roof of um, Yamagato. And so Frack thinks, hey, when the eclipse ends, I think your powers will be back. And then Matt, like, looks at one of the, the newest comic, and he's like, you know what, I think you're right, because there's a panel that shows, like, the little speed lines at Daphne's house. Like, she's running again. So he's like, oh, great, I got to get back there before she leaves. And <laughs> he he leaves and Frack's like, oh, my God. He like fanboys like that was Matt Parkman. <laughs> I love that so much. That would and, be my only other uh, option for a subtitle. <laughs> that was Matt Parkman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that was Matt Parkman. And Sam's like, yeah, I'm Matt Parkman. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up. This, this has gone on for too long. Because <laughs> he thinks that like, yeah, that he uh, this is a setup. <laughs> a very yeah. involved setup but yeah. mm -hmm. so Anna's like oh this is great the when the eclipse is done Hero you'll get your powers back and Hero was like no no I don't ever want to get my powers back not now not ever and he gets up and he like locks himself in the bathroom and we get to see a little slideshow of panels that he's seen like him stabbing Siler uh, we see Charlie in the diner we see him sword fighting Kensei and we see Kaito dead after being thrown off the roof. Interesting that some of them are paintings <laughs> and not like comic bits, but yeah. I, yeah, I like that where it's like, he goes like full, you know, never, never land. I don't ever want to grow up because look what happens when he does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nothing but heartache. So Yeah, all bad. Heartache and violence and betrayal. But if someone could just show him how cool he looks with a, with a soul patch and a samurai sword. That, I think yeah. he changes mind. <laughs> this is true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is in one of the comics, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think it is. But you know, let's focus on that. Point. I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Should be anyway. I, th I think it is because don't they like? Because doesn't Mohinder see the comic? I and think like, so. Holy shit! This is what Peter was talking about. I think so. Yeah. So but, I think it's but, it, yeah. It might be the unfinished one. Could that be. they took to the future. Oh, yeah, you know, it could be, and so that might be, might be different now. Yeah, well, we'll discuss more about differences later, too. So. I have a lot of things to discuss in this episode. <laughs> in the meanwhile, unless you have anything more to add for that real quick. No. Let's go back to Haiti, where Nathan is still in chains, and he's now talking to the younger sister who's still, still there. But instead of communicating in French, he just decides he's going to use her as a confessional and t speak in English. Because he even says, I know you can't understand... So I'm going to use this time to confess. Which is like, okay, great. This, no wonder they don't want to tell you your name. You're just talking to them in, like, English. You talking know. at them. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so he's like, he knows now that there needs to be people out there standing up for people like her. And that 
person is supposed to be him. Like, he's a senator. He had power, influence, and he didn't use any of that to help people like her. And he's sorry. And as he finishes his confession, who should stroll on in but Peter and the Haitian, who come in to free them both. And as they're sneaking out, Peter's like, okay, I'll hold the guys off, the men off as best as I can. You two need to get out of here. And Nathan's like, what are you talking about? We'll just, we'll just all do this. And he's like, no, no, no. Nathan, you're a senator and important, and you need to make sure the Haitian goes back home. I'm the expendable one. I'm the one that doesn't have abilities. Let me do this. Have faith in me. And Peter picks up a gun, and oh boy, he's going to try to hold him off. I mean, like, like two things with that. I mean, first of all, like, Peter with an AK... But then also, like, uh, serious question, though. Um, Do you think Arthur took the boys hunting or something when they were kids? Because Nathan's a vet. He was in the military. That makes sense. He was, what, Navy, Air Force? He can can fire a gun, and he knows weapons. Peter, knowing how to operate that, he had to learn how to fire a gun somewhere. We've never seen Peter do stuff like this. I believe in the comics, we know that they went fishing. And I think there's actually a hunting one as well. Ah, makes with sense. With Arthur and them, because I think they had a cabin. Oh, they would, though. Because, yeah, like, they're, like, they're rich, you know, they're wasps. Yeah, of course they do. It well, might even be a comic wasps, for this volume that we will look yeah, into think... rather soon. Shit, I think you're right. We need to we need to plan for that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because he knows how to work that gun. <laughs> yes, he does. I don't know how to work that gun. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Same. Can't say I do. Yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting. So I was like, "Wow, look at look at Peter Petrelli, action hero over here." Mm-hmm. Aren't you a nurse? <laughs> aren't, aren't you a nurse? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's gonna make some new patients. Da, 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 da. I don't know. I don't know. It's late. Um, <sighs> yeah. So. How's um? How's his niece doing? How is his niece doing? She's in the ICU. She's in pain. She's confused. And she just wants her dad. Um, She's talking about how, you know, all she ever wanted was for this ability to go away. And now it's gone. And oops. <laughs> like, careful what she wished for kind of thing. <laughs> uh, the cops interrupt for a minute because they want to talk to Sandra. And Claire's just, like, in tears. She's in so much pain. She's just like, I'm not brave. I'm just a stupid teenager. But I thought I could be more, and I ruined everything, and I'm sorry. And as she's getting upset, um, she uh, seizes up. She starts crashing. That's not good. Oof. Fight for her life right there. <sighs> I need to take a long sip of water before I get into this next bit. Because, <laughs> yeah, this, this part, like, interweaves together, like, quite a fair bit. It does, and also, this is something you and I have been teasing since, like, we started talking about Noah Bennett and Gabriel mm-hmm. Siler Gray. Like, this yeah. is, in many ways, a denouement of their interactions. Um, I would say it's definitely a closing of part of their chapter together. They do have some stuff later on. This is kind of their, like, grand finale, this this last few episodes in this volume. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, Siler and Elle are on the run, as we know. They see Noah on the security camera while they're back in the stock room. And it's like, oh, fuck, like, he's here. And so, Siler 
takes Elle over to a service elevator. And he kind of chucks her in. And he locks her in. And he presses the button. And she's like, wait, what are you doing? And he says goodbye to her. And she freaks out because she she can't stop the elevator once it starts going. And she knows what he's going to do. Okay, so Noah arrives, gun out, and Siler does the best he can uh, to try to get some sort of upper hand. He hides in wait, and he bum rushes him from behind. And he tries to step to him, but I mean, it's like... How many times have I talked about this fucking dweeb? Like, he, <laughs> he can't. Like, he can get a couple good shots in when he's lucky. Uh, but frankly, it's like what Elle said. He's trained. He's going to kill you. <laughs> like, he, he knows how to fight. You don't know how to fight. You know how to use your brain to move stuff when you can. Like, that's not anywhere near an equal footing. So they start to rumble. And as they're fighting, it's juxtaposed with Claire, and she's coding, and there's nurses, and and everyone's, like, hovering around, and they're going to try to save Claire. So, Siler's trying to, like, talk to Noah while he's kicking his ass, trying to make him, like, self-aware of how shitty it kind of is, that he's, like, not facing off against him at his peak, trying to get into his head a little bit, and... (laughs) He does the great line where he's like, oh, what if Claire could see you now? And uh, that pisses Noah off. And what happens when you get emotional? You get sloppy. So Siler actually gets the upper hand mano a mano for a second. So, you know, respect. Meanwhile, they've cracked Claire open. A sight we've seen many a time on this show. It just doesn't even phase you anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they're trying to use the paddles because, like, she's fucking dying. And Siler and Noah are still at it. And Siler's holding his own, like, considering, you know, everyone thought it would be, like, a done deal real fast. But, again, it's because he's, he he gets to Noah in that certain way, where they're both just sort of being very emotional in their um, interaction. So, obviously, because Noah is trained, he does get the upper hand. I love that Siler slaps his glasses off his fucking face, though. That's, like, one of my favorite parts of the fight. Mm-hmm. Eat that. Um, but yeah, Noah gets the upper hand, throws him down, and kicks him in the back to keep him down. Whoa. And he lost his gun during all this, but, oh! Oh, wait. They're in a stock room. There's a box cutter handy. So, meanwhile, Elle finally gets the service elevator to go back up. And so she's coming back up, but she's still locked behind the gate. And she's forced to watch this. Uh, Noah grabs Siler by the hair and, like, wrenches his head back. And he's like, poor Gabriel. You always wanted to be special. But look at you now. And I had the most perfect... I should try to pause it again and, like, screen cap it. The most perfect screen cap of the fucking utter joy in Noah's face as he's doing this. (laughs) He's the happiest I've maybe ever seen him on the show. (laughs) His eyes are alight. And he's like, you're nobody. And he holds his head back and he slits Siler's throat open. And it's one of the cooler effects moments of the show. It looks really good. And he just drops him like so much garbage to just bleed out on the concrete like nothing. He walks over, he grabs his gun, puts it in the holster, fixes his suit, and leaves. So that's it. Siler's dead. Mm-hmm. Leaves his glasses yeah. behind, too. Yeah, goddamn. He probably has a couple pairs, one would mm-hmm. hope. But yeah, 
It's like, wow, they killed a major character, and it's like fucking, it's not even the finale. Yeah, Rip Siler. Rip Siler. <laughs> Kat's really sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. should be. <laughs> yes, yes, dear. I know, I know. But he deserved it. He 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 fucked around and he found out. All right. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Any any thoughts about that um, incredible scene, which is one of my favorite scenes in the entirety of the whole show? What a delight! <laughs> oh God. Yep. Because you just, even as a fan of Sala, you want to see him get fucking knocked down. Yes. Like, I was fully going to use the water splash when he kicked him in the back. And I would have felt, I would have felt no shame for doing so. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Yep. Because I remember back in the day, we'd be like, all right, if Siler gets killed, who's the one who deserves to kill him? Mm-hmm. And it was always like Mohinder and HRG. <laughs> yep. Or always the top two that we could go back and forth depending on the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then... Like, at this point, it just, it, it worked. It was like, if that's how it's got to be, well, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, an appropriate bookend to their story. So. We, we also got to see Mohinder fight earlier. So, all right. Powerless fight. <laughs> Siler versus Mohinder. Who oh. wins? Oh, my God. You just made me so happy. Um. Okay. I'm going to lean in. And I'm going to take this very seriously. So. They're both powerless. Mm-hmm. Mohinder has rage issues. We've mm-hmm. seen it. Um, Siler is tall and has reach. Mm-hmm. And is, like, bigger, I think, than Mohinder. I think he's a little broader in the shoulders. Because he uses that against um, people. We've seen him use it against Alejandro. Um... But so was Flint, arguably. He's not a small guy. Yeah, that's true. That is so true. Okay, are we talking, like, TKO or to the death? Uh... Similar situation we just saw with Noah. So to the death? Yeah. Fuck. Can Siler kill Mohinder? Well, then let's just say TKO, then. Okay. Siler has a glass jaw. Yeah. Mohinder could do it. Mohinder could knock him out. I, I, they would really, it would be an ugly looking fight. They'd be scrabbling around like schoolgirls. There would be hair pulling, but I think Mohinder could knock him out. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I agree Mohinder would have the upper hand. Powerless fight. Mohinder is hella scrappy. Mm-hmm. We've seen this. He's got then, reason. Yeah. He's got like his whole father issue. Yes, so it is similar to Noah in that way. They've got all the things they could, you know, mm-hmm. dredge up. And Sada would try to be catty, but Mohinder would be just like, yeah, go fuck <laughs> he, he, would, he, would, he, would just, he would just flatten him if mm-hmm. he tried. Um, yeah, yeah. My controversial answer, I think Mohinder could knock Siler out because he's done it before. Because we almost saw it at the end of season two. But Siler had a gun. Oh. <sighs> If only. <laughs> We're like, Mohinder was going to try something, but he Siler had the gun. He sure as hell was. Yep. He was going to stab it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's going to do a stab. I, 
I hate to get all like in my in, in my like fangirl feelings, but I'm like, I don't know if Siler could ever kill Mohinder. Like, yeah. he hasn't proved the want to yet. I think Mohinder could easily. I think he could kill Siler. I think he really wants to. Yes. I don't think Siler could kill Mohinder. Yeah. He'd fuck him up, but he wouldn't kill him. Which was very what we saw in like point zero seven percent. Mm-hmm. He did. He could have easily just like snapped his neck or slit his throat, but nah, no, nah. They were gonna have some fun. And if he didn't get interrupted by L in, <laughs> at the end of season two, hard to say. Yeah, and he didn't even try to fend Mohinder off when he beat him up earlier in the season. No, he didn't, because it goes into whole his whole weird like self-loathing thing. He just said to L like, "Oh, but I deserve it though." Yeah. Like, he doesn't want Noah to best him in this moment because he likes getting one over on on, uh, on Bennett. But also, like, yeah, I think Siler even knows if anyone had to do it, it'd be him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very, like, self-aware of him. Yeah. But, you know, he's dead now, so. Yeah. All these hypo- <laughs> hypothetical, like, you know, questions. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, no, it's fun. It's like, you know, write your fan fiction about it or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, God, do you want do you want to know do you, <laughs> do you do you want to know though? Do you want to know the the thing I was talking with someone about? Yes. Okay, so I was talking to a coworker, and um, I don't even remember how the fucking like strain of this conversation began. We were just talking about all kinds of crap because I was just like stalling at work before my lunch break, and um. I'd mentioned, because we started talking about the Lord of the Rings movies, and I'd mentioned that there was a part of my life, because I was a teenage girl when those came out, that Mm -hmm. I had an Aragorn cardboard cutout. Mm -hmm. And um, I mentioned also that it was joined later on by a Zachary Quinto Spock cutout. (laughs) And uh, I don't remember the full thing of it, but he's like, you're that big of a Spock fan, huh? And I was like, no, I'm big of a Zachary Quinto fan. And that was a different time in my life. (laughs) And... And they were like, oh, were they, like, one of your first, like, celebrity crushes or whatever? And I was like, well, he's gay, for one thing. And um, and and I was like, I just really liked his character, you know, on, on the show. And and, uh, and he was like, was he gay on the show? And I was like, you don't want me to answer that question. We don't have enough time in the day. We don't have enough time to get into this. I was like, at the end, probably by then. Like, I, I, you haven't seen it. I mean, this is gonna be a whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm sat there. You know, I don't remember how it happened, but I was like, I was talking about that, and and and, he, and you know, because I was like, uh, by the end, probably. I mean, if you ask me, kind of thing. And one of us made a joke about fanfic, and then I outed myself like I like to do, where I was like, yeah, I've, wrote a, I've written a lot of it, but you'll never find it, haha. Because I'm basically, like, um, the Zodiac Killer. Like, I need people to know that there's something they need to find out about me. Which is, that's why I told you earlier, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> like, I could just not say anything. <laughs> Oh my god, but I need to write my letter to the police with my fucking cipher and be like, you'll never find me. And then and then immediately when I left the room, I was like, I don't think it's that hard to find me. If you can find, like, if anyone listening to this can find me, I think I'm easier to find. They can find you because I reference you in several things. God, yeah, I know. 
I was like, BRB, deleting some stuff off of a few web pages. <laughs> oh my god, I would absolutely die if anybody I worked with read a stitch of anything I've ever written. <laughs> like, oh, I, I would just, I would be that Winnie the Pooh gif. I would just, just fucking float away. Mm-hmm, That'd be me. Mm-hmm. I'd be done. But yeah, this this whole thing reminded me of that, because it's just like, when he's just like, what's his character game? I was like. How much time do you have? You're like, oh, Rose Brown. <laughs> How much time do you have? Yeah, it was. I was like, I don't have time to get into it, man. I gotta go to lunch in three minutes. Yeah. I, oh my God. Even now, like I was blushing so hard when I was talking about that. Like you couldn't tell because of my face mask, but I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I saying these things? I, I need to shut up. I'm like the Zodiac Killer. I need for people to know. I need people to know there's something to find out about me. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, so the sun's out now, and Claire's at the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Two main characters? God, that seems like a lot. And I mean, Claire? Yeah, hot damn. Wow. Claire, she can't die. What are you talking about? (laughs) My note literally says... So they think Claire is dead at the hospital, but, like, I mean, we know. (laughs) Um, Sandra's crying, but then, you know, obviously, with the sun coming out again, her wounds start to heal up. The eclipse is ending. She wakes up, does her little gasp, and, uh, you know, like she does. And Sandra's like, we gotta get you out of here. (laughs) How many times can one girl be dead? (laughs) We gotta go. (laughs) She's got the different last name now, but yeah. Yeah. Well, she was a Jane Doe in uh, in Texas, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they so. did know the butler because they asked for Mrs. Butler. The, yeah, so that would have been like on the record. So Claire Butler is dead. Yeah. I think on the record. That's awkward. That's awkward. How does she apply to college later? <laughs> How did they clean that up? There's no well, company to clean that up. Well, maybe that got with what's to come. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who can say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Let's let's please talk about Matt and Daphne <laughs> so I don't have to deal with my myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take I'll take the reins away from you, Zodiac. Um oh. So Matt is knocking on Daphne's door because as he knows, like it should come back when the when the um eclipse is over. And her dad comes out and is like, You're a little late, she's already gone. And I don't know where she went. No note, no goodbye. Just like last time, basically. And Matt gets, can hear Daphne's thoughts nearby. So she hasn't gone far. And he gets to have <laughs> this great mind link of like hearing Daphne confess, like, you know, like why she thinks she's a bad person and doesn't deserve to be there. And the dad wondering if he could have did more for her to stay this time. So... Matt goes out and he finds her in the cornfield and she's having her own confession, but not to some poor chained girl. She's having a confession to a scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, you know, an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. Like like you should. <laughs> yes. Her scarecrow she made, his name is Ray. And she tells Matt the story about how this is her father's field, his livelihood, one fall, there was like all these birds kept getting the stuff, so she made this um scarecrow to put out there. Save the field. And Matt's like, Ray didn't save it, you did. You're, you're not a villain, Daphne. You're a good person. We're all flawed. We all do stupid things. 
but like where it counts, you are a good person. And she asks Matt to forgive her, and he's like, I am not the one that you need to ask forgiveness from. You you came here. You didn't go run off somewhere else. You ran home. Uh, so go do it, Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. And she runs back up to the porch, and she and her dad hug it out. Again, I think that Joe Pekowski really understands a better way to write this Matt and Daphne stuff. Agreed. Like, Matt is light years better in that moment after the Scarecrow story than he has been, like, half the season. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. 100%. So he's a new man. <laughs> yeah. You could yeah. say, well, maybe it's him getting the reveal of, like, oh, that's why Daphne has been so cagey this whole time. Why she was so afraid, why she was acting out, and he's, like, lightened his approach. Yeah, I mean, cards out on the table. And I just, I like his little, like, we're all flawed speech. I just think it's real nice. Mm-hmm. It works real well. Mm-hmm. But, um, how's, uh, how's Rambo Petrelli doing? <laughs> so, uh, Somdi's men are looking for those Petrelli boys in the Haitian. And it breaks out into a gunfight. We get to see Peter, one guy versus, like, five, six guys, maybe? Eight? There's a bunch of guys. It's a lot of guys. And eventually... Peter runs out of bullets and comes out from behind the car he was hiding behind and surrenders. So the men close in. He's lucky he didn't just get fucking shot right then and there, honestly. Oh my god, right? Yeah. Like, he just holds the gun up and, like, they actually are gonna come in to take him. So, instead of just being like, fuck you, boop. Um. I mean, you know, an American hostage, that's... I could see it. That is fair. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some money it's for like, this It's like boy. the Nathan thing. Yeah. It's like Nathan should be dead. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he knew Nathan was coming, because Arthur called. True. True. So, as they go to get them, who should show back up but Nathan and the Haitian? And the Haitian just, like, mind fucks two of them, making them drop, like, sacks of potatoes right away. And they're able to get control of the situation. And Peter's like, oh my gosh, thanks for coming back. And who should now stroll out from wherever he was but Baron Samdi? You should have stopped me when you had the chance. And Nathan is just like, eh, screw you. And he grabs him and he flies him, like, down the road and smashes him into a car. Which Nathan's done this before, hasn't he? The, like I love Nathan using, and I think I said it in the episode he did it into. I fucking love him using his power in an offensive manner, not just a defensive, like, flying away manner. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And smart. Yeah. And very comic book. Because he, like, crashes him into the car. The car crumples. Yeah, he, like, smashed him into a jeep. <laughs> Somebody's able to get up quite easily because the eclipse is over. He can, he's unbreakable. And the hate, and Peter's gonna, like, Peter's like, all right, Haitian, you just, you know, turn his powers off and I'll shoot him. <laughs> and Haitian's like, no, I will take care of it. And he goes over to him. Again, it's brother versus brother. Like, you, you can't do this to me, yada yada. Oh, boy. And the Haitian puts his hand on his head and does it. Like, pretty much wipes him clean, is what I believe is implied, yeah. Like little grub worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally wrote that in my notes. I was like, brother versus brother, it's almost, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of Baron Samdi. What a horrible, like... Like, obviously, he was really fucked up, and so he deserves the worse-than-death thing, which is the old mind-wiperoo, so... Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Get to be a, a blank slate. Have fun with that. Yeah, enjoy. Mm. Brodied, if one will. More, a little worse than Brody. <laughs> well, I know, but, yeah. but you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck Brody. <laughs> also that, fuck Brody. Yeah, it's you gotta do it at least once a volume somehow. <laughs> I fuck Brody. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, let's go back to Mohinder. Okay. Who is sauntered out of, uh, I almost said Primatech, it's Pinehurst. <laughs> who is sauntered out of Pinehurst. And he is uh, knocking on Maya's door. God damn. He's like, Maya, it's me, Mohinder, open up. And while he's knocking, he glances down and notices uh, his scales are back. Oh no. And he quickly slinks off. And Maya actually answered the door. <laughs> she looks out looking for Mohinder, but he is like hiding behind a wall right now before he fully slinks away. So we do get to see Maya again. Just like a little yeah, we didn't yeah. we didn't fully series wrap on her. I think this is her last moment. Yes, I think there are deleted scenes in this episode because I remember there being stuff around this new apartment. Oh yeah, so probably. there might be a couple deleted scenes here. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, her actually opening the door. It's like oh, choices, <laughs> girl. <laughs> why? Yeah, why? I wouldn't. Maybe she's like, well, this fucker's got super strength. He's probably going to beat the door in if I don't answer the damn you know, thing. that is a very valid point. I will grant her that now that you're saying it. She wouldn't know for the eclipse her powers are gone. Yeah. It means nothing to her. It's just dark out. Mm-hmm. She's like, Ugh, either I let him in the easy way or the hard way, I guess. Just say, like, Mahinder Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the fucking super will be pissed if her door gets broken. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not how you be a good tenant. No. So, back in Kansas, uh, <laughs> Sam is just, he's sick and he's tired of this shenanigan. He's just like, I'm i am done with this. Get him out of my bathroom, because here he went in the bathroom and shut the door. <laughs> he's just like, I have other things to do. This is, this is ridiculous. No. And um, it's really funny, because, you know, they, they have to convince Hero that he wants to grow up. You know, Hero's like, you're not grown-ups. You just sit around and read comics and eat junk food. <laughs> and I was like, ouch, first of all, we're in this picture. We we don't like that. Um, and so Sam finally just goes over there. And Seth Green has a really great moment where he's just like, he's like, okay, ugh. if you were a hero, but you're not. But if you were, you'd know that saving the world, that just goes above all else. And you do it to give people hope. And that anyone, even a lowly office drone, can make a difference. Because you don't have to be rich like Batman or an alien like Superman. You just have to believe. Aw. <laughs> Aw. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're still going through the comics. And they find that... I love this scene. It's so good. Like, Supernatural went on to do a lot of meta shit and got a lot of like praise for it. Man, Heroes did that. <laughs> like, they had, like, this wonderful moment mm-hmm. where they're looking through the old comics. They find this uh, particular panel, and they're like, oh, it's the first and only time that Claire Bennett and Hiro Nakamura have met. And that's the, uh, you know, a-, a moment that will have occurred in the comic that they were like, huh, that- that's not that's not how that-, that happened, though. But I guess that's how it has to happen, because we see... The DeVoe rooftop where Kaito gave baby Claire over to Bennett. And we see 
now in the, uh, I guess in the background of that panel, we see Hero as he looks now with Claire watching this all unfold. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that's the answer. But there's this great moment where they're like, oh, the first and only time that Claire Bennett and Hiro Nakamura have met. And then someone's like, um, you know, like like someone was going to mention Kirby Plaza and they're like, no, no, that doesn't count. They never actually talked. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Frack God. was about to say not the only time. And Sam's like, no. Yep. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. It doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they decide that Claire has to be taken to this moment to get his memory back. Like, that's the plan. That's what they're going to do. So Hero's like, all right, well, I got to find her. Uh, here I go. And he boops out right in front of Sam. So Sam can no longer deny that this has occurred. And he is just, like, gobsmacked. And he's like, oh, best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> Heroes are real. Yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> I guess that was like, the Matt Parkman earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, that fan fiction I totally don't write. Like, um, <laughs> I have one where Siler is in Sam's comics. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it would be funny. Yeah. Because if the good guys are real, the bad guy has to be real, too. <laughs> that would be hard to sleep at night knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. What a, what, a, what a lovely rousing speech to get Pete, not Peter, to get Hero out of the bed. <laughs> Seth Green and Breckenmeyer are so fucking good on the show that I wanted them to stay on for longer. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I don't know how other characters could run into those into that comic shop throughout the throughout the season. They could do it like once or twice a volume. That'd be amazing. Yeah, but they're busy guys, so I get it. It's like if we ever do our like uh, <laughs> if we ever do like a tier list, I would fully do heroes guest stars, and I would put them in S tier. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. For sure. Special guest stars. I don't think they have the special, though. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is a good point. I should see if they have the special. Because uh, Takai gets it. You know, mm-hmm. George Takai gets it. Um, yeah, I don't know if they have the special guest stars. I don't think they did. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, we go back to the Bennett Butler household. Bennett Butler Bennett. And, um... Claire is recovering at home, you know, she's in her bedroom. And her dad shows up, and she's pissed at him, and she should be. Because, you know, she's like, I needed you. I asked about you. Where the fuck were you? And he's trying to pull his, I had something I had to do bullshit. And she's not here for it, and she shouldn't be. And she's just like, well, you know, guess what? I died. But I guess that's just old news for you, isn't it? And Noah's like, you died? Like, sad? Like, oh no, like his daughter. But then he's like, wait, you died? And instantly realizes he is fucked. Because <laughs> someone else died, too. <laughs> yeah. He runs out of her bedroom, goes downstairs. But wouldn't you know that Siler and Elle, they're already there. And Siler throws Noah against the wall, just in a very perfunctory manner, because it's kind of how they greet each other when he has his powers. <laughs> it's kind of what they do. And Elle shocks Sandra, you know, show them that they mean serious business. And Siler's like, we're taking Claire with us. That's what we came here for, and that's what we're going to do. And boy, if Noah just isn't on it right away. He's like, huh, following daddy's orders, going to be a good boy. And Siler's like... <sighs> First of all, these fucking two, oh my god, the little, like, back and forth between them, it's just delicious. 
And he's like, no, not not a good boy, not exactly. I'll be something more like you. Yeah, home, family, but not afraid to do the job I have to do. And he chokes him out a bit, because, I mean, like, why not? At this point, he killed him. <laughs> I mean, he's owed. And Claire, you know, screams at them to stop, and she's like, I'll go, I'll go. And Siler's like, guess what? I think this game of cat and mouse is over. Like, he's like, nah, dude, I'm going to have the last, you know, word on this, period. And Noah's like, they're not your parents. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Arthur and Angela, you're not their son. I've read your files. They're just leveraging your mommy issues to turn you into their weapon. And Siler's like, very like, what? No, that can't be. That's impossible. <laughs> and Noah goes ahead and drops a shame bomb on Elle while he's there. Because, I mean, he's he's stuck on a wall. He's got nothing more to do. And he's just picking apart the idea that these two, these two, could ever have a normal life. Like, that's not going to happen. El, he killed your father, remember? And Siler's just like, he's just not here for this. So he starts doing a neck slice on Noah. Hmm, kind of like what he just did to him. Uh, karma, etc. And... Who should fucking show up once more out of nowhere again in his lifetime but Hiro Nakamura this fucking guy and he boops Siler away doesn't he call him a bad guy bad man bad man and then he comes back and he boops Elle away because he knows that you know there's something something not good going on there and he comes back for Claire and he says save the cheerleader and he boops her away too Siler <laughs> can't get a break against this guy. <laughs> no, I love that he just leaves Noah and Santa there just to be like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> They're like, "What?" Well, huh? <laughs> oh, it's oh. so good. Now, listening to you retell it and like looking at my notes, um, <laughs> Noah saying specifically to L, "He killed your father." There's no way you could be a couple. Do you know who else yep. can say that to? I mean, <laughs> look. Okay, let's let's get real here. Pretend that I'm taking my chair and I'm turning it around and sitting in it backwards, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna like be really real with yeah. you. Siler can absolutely have a relationship with anybody who he has killed an important person in their life. Mm-hmm. That's kind of all he does with mm-hmm. his pairings. Um, that's just sort of his whole mo, if you will. Uh, you know, dads, brothers, it's, it's just sort of his thing. Mm -hmm. Um, people have different ways of courting and, uh, we shouldn't shame him for that. (laughs) Uh, I feel like he still is deserved a chance at a normal life if that's what he wants to seek out. Um, I'm not, he deserves love and to be loved. (laughs) I'm not shaming Siler. I, I, I I'm pointing out that the writers have now twice. They sure fucking have. Sort of, like, thrown Mylar under the bus. <sighs> the, that's a bad pairing. and Or this is a good and pairing. And then yet, Siler, not Siler, Noah being like, yeah, Ellie, he killed your father, remember? 
and, and then like it's weird. It's like the writers are just like, uh, we don't want people pairing with Siler anymore. It weirds us out. Yeah. <laughs> we we opened up this Pandora's box and we're sorry. And we know that Quinto is conventionally attractive and you know, casting is, is a bitch in this instance, but if y'all could just stop wanting other characters to bone him, like that'd be swell. But they couldn't stop that. And uh they realized it by the end. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They embraced it. Yeah. It's just something that came in my mind as you were talking. It made me, like, I had a slight full of chuckle over here. Because that came into my head. Oh. And plus, like, Elle, the look on her face when he drops the, like, they're not your parents bomb. Mm-hmm. Because she would have read the files, too. Yeah. She, she fucking She knew. even says he's lying. Which is like, yep. oh. Yep. Ooh, Elle. Yeah. So they always say, like, you know... I mean, jump ahead momentarily. They always say the flinch is what did it on the beach, but nah, she was fucked the moment he said mm-hmm. that. And the moment she went, he's lying. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. But we aren't we aren't there yet. We don't know where Hero booped those. No, no crazy we don't know kids. where they went. You can you can cut that. I was just saying that to you conversationally. Uh, well, I might leave it in. Okay. <laughs> but it's so fucked oh. up. It's like this is this is how this is how Siler gets to know people. He just he sees them after an incredible loss that he caused and um and then decides if they can be together if they can <laughs> get past what he did. <laughs> and someone later on can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is big. Yeah. So To Lawrence, Kansas, once again. Ah. Where Matt and Daphne have returned to Sam's comics now to see that Hero is gone. And they're like, well, where are we going to find him? And Matt's like, oh, well, you know, we'll just... I don't know if it was Matt or Anna, but someone's like, let's just look at the next comic again. And Sam drops the bomb like, well, that was the last posthumous issue done by Isaac Mendez. Now, before I get into what he's about to talk about next. Well, no, I'll, okay. I'll finish this scene. We can come back and talk. Sit with okay. that for a second. That was the last posthumous sure. issue by Isaac Mendez. But there's a rumor that there is more to this story. That he heard... Oh, you gotta... Yeah, you gotta say the whole yes. thing. It's so good. <laughs> there's more to the story. That he... At a convention, he heard of a guy who knew... Who heard from a guy... That there's one more Ninth Wonder story out there. And if you remember back in season one, it is the sketchbook that he gave to the bike messenger. So. Who says this show has no continuity? Mm -hmm. And yet, we are about to rip into it right now. (laughs) We must. So, uh, because I didn't remember fully everything, obviously, that's been said about, like, all the comics and everything. We were talking about, okay, is this some other freaking um, future teller mm-hmm. um, that, that has picked up these comics after Isaac Mendez died? But no, we get it here. They're, they're putting it down. They're saying, no, this is Isaac Mendez. Which, okay, we can't have it both ways now. Uh, Angela has told us earlier in this volume, the future's changed. You changed it, future Peter, you dumb bitch. <laughs> and it was, if it was just Angela... If it was just her, we could be like, okay, maybe her power, she's not as powerful as Isaac Mendez. But who else says the future has changed but our good old friend who doesn't get a name until he's dead, Usutu. He paints over that portrait of Matt and Daphne, and he's like, the future's different now. It's not as I painted it anymore. So, how is a different future (laughs) 
but Isaac Mendes still has things that are coming true as of right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd buy that the, the paintings that we saw at the beginning of season two could still fit. Because he can still dip, and apparently, like, you know, they were able to stop the explosion or whatever, but, you know, they're still close enough. To say that these comics are still right when he's dead, and the future has confirmed changed. Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? It doesn't. <laughs> that's, that's the easy answer, is, like, they're just trying to use, you know, the idea of Isaac Mendez as a legitimacy for using the comics to guide them on this path. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, definitely stretching it at this point. And they wanted to call back to that sketchbook in season one, which is cool. But again, it's like, guys, I get you're sitting there and you don't have your plan. And you're like, you know, it'd be cool if we call <laughs> back to this. And then it's just like, but that fucks everything up. Yep. No getting in the cab saying Isaac Mendes did this new comic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Come on. Um, if we're doing our little, like, kvetch corner right now, mm-hmm. um, does the fucking eclipse have anything to do with the powers or doesn't it? Was it a wild coincidence? Like, it couldn't be. Okay. Let's say the eclipse actually does have that ability. Okay. When everyone was turned off and it went away and they were turned on again, did that manifests a whole new group of people, like when the new people are chosen and the line for like the Slayer. It's possible. Are there different kinds of eclipses where if it's like if it's a short one, that's the the, the on, and every once in a while you get a really long one that's like off. Right. I'm just like <laughs> to be very specific. I'm just like, did little Lukey Campbell manifest that day? He might have. He might have. We'll have to look into that more when we get a refresh on him in the upcoming volume. Sure. I mean, he, I mean, he doesn't ever say it. I don't think, um, I I don't think he, I think he points out when it started happening. Maybe. Does he? I don't know. He might, or it might like be implied heavily. Maybe. But I I was just thinking about that. I was like, Ooh, is this like when a slayer dies and a new one is chosen? Like when they were all turned off and then everyone gets turned on again, does that turn on people who haven't manifested yet, but who have whatever is in them? Mm. See, we right now are on the slippery slope of nitpicking and like, but you gotta think of the era that we're in right now. We're in the lost era and people love to nitpick and look at these shows that are supposed to have like, oh, definitely stuff. And that turned a whole bunch of people off to the show with these kind this kind of stuff. It absolutely did. But I mean, when I'm musing these questions, I'm not using them in like a life or death kind of way. I'm just, I'm just saying for, for fun, like what ifs. No. I just, when I think of the Eclipse, I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's, oh yeah, that, I mean, that, if the ultimate point is, is, you know, someone be like, oh, did the Eclipse do anything? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. Because it is. It's not important. It is funny that they've, yeah. everyone has said, like, it could be a coincidence. And, like, the only person that has, like, confirmed, like, pieced that together was, like, Frack. Was, like, I, mm-hmm. this is my theory on the thing. And, like, Yeah. I do not know. I mean, obviously it was just one big, like, deus ex machina to get them all in the same place. Mm-hmm. To, to get them powerless and to see, again, jumping ahead, what Arthur's gonna say about who these people really are. When the chips are down, if you mm-hmm. will. So, Get on the Discord. Hey. Tell us what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Let us, let us know what you think about 
the eclipse and its ability to affect abilities. Um, or all of this, you know, craziness with the with the Mendez art that seems to never stop even though the guy died. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Rachel. Yes. Why don't you go ahead and break my heart right now with those Petrelli bros? My pleasure. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, first we get to see the sisters reunite. And the Haitian's like, all right, I'll take care of them. I'm going to take them back to their parents. And uh, Nathan thanks the Haitian. He thanks them for the sacrifice he made today. He's like, no one should ever have to do that, what you did with your brother. The Haitian goes off to go return these poor, these poor girls back to their parents. Nathan now talks to Peter. And he tells Peter, like, you know what? You've always made your own decisions. And while I have not always agreed with them, they came from your heart. And I respect that. Peter's like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And then Nathan is like, and I say this because I am going to go to Pinehurst. And Peter's like, wait, hold up. No. Are you crazy? That's no. And he's like, okay. I agree with dad and his idea of giving people abilities. The right people. Mm. You saw what one man with powers could do here. And Peter's all like, but we stopped him. And Nathan's all like, no, 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 no. He stopped him and he points to where the Haitian has just walked away. He stopped him with his power, not us. And this is just a village. It's just a small village here. Look bigger, Peter. Think about the world. Think about all these places where... We could stop murder and genocide. Don't we have an obligation to try and stop it? And the Pinehurst way is not perfect. But if we don't try to stop what's happening in the world, we are just as guilty as those who are committing the crime. And Peter again is like, Nathan, you are talking crazy right now. (laughs) And Nathan's like, I can't live with that, Peter. Listen, call TK at the embassy. He'll get you home. And then Nathan flies off. You know, it's funny because it's like when I was watching it, I didn't hear it right. But with again, like how you said with me saying the thing, with you saying the thing just now, I really understand that Nathan was like, hey, you know, I know you make your own decisions and I don't always agree with them, but they come from your heart and I respect that. Was him being like, so I need you <laughs> to respect to <laughs> extend the same thing to me and the crazy thing I'm about to say to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it crazy? Not entirely. I, I mean, like, I understand the reaction because, you know, yeah, he'll be where their dad is. And he's like, dude, I don't forgive him. Like, you know, don't worry about that. But he is also providing a framework for this thing to happen. And I think that the thing should happen. Um... It's interesting to see what Nathan interprets as being helpful in a global landscape in regards to the world that they uh, find themselves Mm -hmm. in with these abilities. And it's also interesting that this is kind of what it looks like when it's not Angela in his ear. It's not Peter begging him to do something. It's not Linderman manipulating him. It's not anything like that. This is Nathan coming up with this idea based on his own experience. Mm-hmm. So his mind is set on something. 
in a, in a in a more pure way than it has been, I think, throughout the show. Because mm-hmm. um, this isn't like a puppet, you know, on strings we're talking about. He saw great injustice. He experienced it firsthand. He knows that when the powers are back in play, it could be a great uh, a leveler. It could it could be a game changer. And why wouldn't he attempt to do that if he could? Mm-hmm. That being said, I can understand why Peter's like, um, I'm kind of worried because you kind of get a certain way with that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yep. you going in there all bold and stuff. We'll see how that, if that fizzles out at all, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But like, he's not, his, his line of thinking isn't necessarily wrong. No. And also I could see how Peter is uh, anxious hearing this because this Nathan sounds a hell of a lot tone wise, like future Nathan. Like president Nathan. Yeah. Where he was like, yeah, guess what? We got mm-hmm. army authorization now. Yep. So it seems like some stuff is still gonna happen. Yeah. The future isn't that changed. At least so far. Yeah, so far a lot of the stuff is still in play. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Mohinder in his current situation. <laughs> he arrives back to Pinehurst with his scaly tail between his legs. I don't think he has a tail. I just wanted to say it as like a turn of phrase. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, though. Um, so <laughs> he comes back in and Arthur's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And Flint's just like <laughs> fully laid up in a hospital bed like concussed to all hell and back Arthur explains like hey I just think this eclipse showed us all exactly who we are and you know we're we're desperate we're angry and we're weak so are you ready to get back to work because you know we're gonna we're gonna figure this all out and he tells him he's like we'll find a cure because Mohinder's like look I'm ugly again or whatever and he's like we'll find a cure but that monster inside of you is something you're going to have to take care of all by yourself, as we saw with his violent outbursts. So mm-hmm. That's a you problem, but it has nothing to do with what you did to yourself, you know, physically. You got baggage. <laughs> as we've well. seen since season one. Since season fucking one. Even before Chandra died, arguably. He has anger issues. He sure does. All of his little throwing yeah, shit. So it's just like... <laughs> Yes, his little his little bitch mm-hmm. bits, many and varied. Yeah. yeah, so just a little moment where we see, you know, that the pieces are coming back into play in terms of like Mohinder's back at Pinehurst again, and he's gonna get back to work on working on curing himself and also being able to give people powers without turning them into monsters or without killing them. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned to see if he can accomplish it. I guess. Nathan sure is invested in it now, so that'll be interesting to see those two together again. Because, uh, huh, you know who's always around him in Bad Futures? <laughs> hmm, that, yeah, that pair does end up together Ooh. quite a bit. Oh, they do. It's a good pairing. <laughs> it's a very good pairing. No, our good pairing, they were transported by Hero to a beach. Mm-hmm. And... Siler immediately is like, was Bennett lying about my parents? Like, was he lying? And Elle was, you know, she she's trying to be like, yeah, obviously that's what he does, but she's really weak. She's not doing well. She's still, like, fucking wounded. She's still been shot, or at least winged. And uh, he's trying to, to comfort her, and he puts his hand near her head, and she flinches. It was like the flinch heard around the world. <laughs> 
because uh, that was very different from how they were acting just a few hours ago. But as we all saw, when the eclipse came, that sort of, you know, it was like a, a I don't know, like a, what, what do you, what do you call that? Like a, what is, what is like the, what is like the phrase I'm thinking of? It's like, um, like a timeout, I guess, from being who they normally I are. Guess. So now that, now that time mm-hmm. in is back in, like, same as it ever was, <laughs> like, so he he's put off by that you can tell but he keeps going and he kisses her and he starts kind of making out with her and he's holding her down on the sand and he's like so what you said about finding ourselves free of parents and powers you were wrong nobody ever really changes and she's like you did though like, I saw you. I saw the real you. And he's like, well, that was temporary. And I got my powers back. And I understand now. I'm never going to change. And neither are you. Because we're both just damaged goods. And he's holding her down there. And she's like, you're hurting me. And he's like, I know. And he kills her. He fucking kills her. Mm-hmm. And L. Bishop deserves better. Hot damn. It hits real hard watching it this time. Definitely do not remember it going down like that until rewatching it again. Yep. Because yep. it was like, oh, well, you know, Siler being Siler, Siler gonna Siler, etc. Mm-hmm. But really hooking into L's story this time around just fucking sucks, man, what they did to her. Mm hmm. Because, like, Siler deciding to do that and just the language that he uses when he does, it's so horrible. He completely, like, removes her agency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's it's one of his more, like, repulsive acts on the show, I would argue. I, I think it's also a symptom of, like I said, with a couple of things from the last episode. They decided what volume four is going to be and they have mm-hmm. to get people in the right spot and we don't have kirsten bell anymore <laughs> so yeah, yeah i think i wonder if like kristen was just not going to be available or like what mm-hmm. because she's a guest star in all these episodes she's not part of the cast um or you know like she's recurring but like yeah she's not like a main character or anything but yeah, that's how that's how the the poor traumatized abused company girl dies. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really uh, hard. I felt some kind of way about it after afterward. I still yeah, do. Yeah, it's like uh Yeah, it's like uh I just feel like <laughs> This, this sounds so silly considering, like, he, he kills characters all the time. That's his whole fucking purpose, one could argue. But um, you just feel kind of dirty afterwards of this one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a... It's, not a, it's, it, not a it's one, one of those where he's it's doing it for moment. no, like, gain. Like, he cuts yes. her head open, but it's for no gain. He already has her power. We've seen he can do it. He has her power. Yeah. And it's like, and the whole little like, oh, I'm never going to change thing. It sends us like barreling down into a real like 
Siler back on his bullshit mm-hmm. moment. Where if you could say Gabriel has a Siler addiction, then this is him falling off the wagon hard. Yeah. And it and it brings us to some very like fun, evil, delightful stuff mm-hmm. later on, where he messes around with other characters. Like I'm not gonna say I'm not a big fangirl over some of the stuff he's gonna do in the next two episodes, but damn man, like just what happens to Elle is just so wrong. Mm-hmm. He could have just left her. Yeah. But he had to take her, and that's like it's dirty, man. <laughs> like it's just not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It's just really fucked. That son of a bitch. <laughs> he is. Someone should take a box cutter to his neck. Oh, yeah, wait. like, wait. We tried that already. Damn. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Arthur? Where's that, like, dust power you had? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, but, you know, to, to bookend, or I guess to, like, get us excited for the next two episodes... He knows they were lying to mm-hmm. him. I wonder how that's going to go for the both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not well, I imagine. No. no. Not necessarily the best buttons to push. No, as we've said from, uh, from day one. Yeah. That's not a wise manipulation to take with him. The guy who killed his own mother. <laughs> I wonder why Noah decided now was the time to drop the bomb. Like, then was the time to be like, yeah, they're lying to you, you know. Not any time before that. Now. Now is the time where he's like, yeah, she's lying to you. I think it was because he was on defense, not on mm-hmm. offense. So he knew that would fuck him up. Doesn't he say that to him before, And he was too? right. Doesn't he say, like, they're lying, you know, they're lying to you or something like that? Like, when when they're, like, having partners, he's like, she's using you or something like that. Oh, he says that she's yeah. using him, but whatever. That That's not the same as she's True. not your mom. This is very concrete. This is very, like, you're not a Petrelli. They're not your parents. They're both trying to fucking use you. How do you feel about that being a dumb, dumb puppet? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he knew exactly what to say because Siler was all fucked up after that. Yeah. So. And he lashed out like he does. So. Yeah. <sighs> we'll sigh. <laughs> Indeed. I know. It's like, oh, I'm such a fan of the character, but feels bad, man. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that that didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen in like a very, you know, I, I guess that was kind of their way also of being like, hey, you know that I am become death stuff? Well, say goodbye to baby Noah. That ain't happening. Yeah. Cause, yep. I you know. guess futures have changed. <laughs> I guess so. Uh some and I we've yeah. said this about some characters where it's like their paths feel set no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. And Nathan is one of those where it's like he feels like he he's had his fate Ugh. that he is running to, and there's no nothing what. that he can do to mm-hmm. swerve out of the way of that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think some of the other characters have a little more leeway. Yes, and, and that's like so much of the show is just watching them try to struggle mm-hmm. with that. But yeah, God damn it, Siler. You you punk. <laughs> you could have just let her go. Could have, but didn't, because he's a dick. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Oh. And I mean... I mean, I, it's not her last episode, technically. <laughs> well. <laughs> I believe we see her for, like, a hot second next week. We see her corpse. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what happens there. We were joking about 
Claire and Xyler being dead. Elle actually is dead. So we actually do lose a very important character in this episode. <clears throat> Rip that guy. Which, yep. like, moving slightly into the future, the very last comics that they released on NBC, like, after season four, mm-hmm. was the L backstory. Yeah. And I have to feel like at some point they must have regretted being like, man, we shouldn't have fucking killed Ella. You know, it's so funny because the show is constantly accused of like, oh, they never kill anyone. They can never, you know, commit to that. Um, Because, yeah, I feel like they totally regret it every time they, mostly when they do. And that's why they try not to so much. Like, yeah. If not that, were we going to see Ella again in season five? I don't know. Because, like, there is the argument to be made, if you're being very subjective, that Siler, even though he gets back on his season one bullshit pretty hard, Mm -hmm. um, and season two, that he can't move forward the way that he does by season five if she's around. Mm -hmm. If you're just using her as, like, a part of his story, which is kind of how the show's doing it at this point. So, Mm -hmm. well, rest in peace, El Bishop. Your life was really sad. (laughs) No one really dies unless you're a season two character. <laughs> God, no fucking shit, though. Unless you're from season two, finger guns. <laughs> bear, bear, bear. Oh. Uh, oh. Well, that's not even the final scene of the episode. We have a little bit left. Mm-hmm. Um, we go over to the past and we are on that very same rooftop where we saw in the comic. Hero is there with Claire, and Claire is very like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, this day is wild. And he's like, shh, and, you know, he points, and we see Noah there again being given baby Claire by Kaito. And she realizes that she's in the past, holy crap, and that she's watching herself being given over to her adoptive father right now, this, like, you know, major first moment of her life. And she does the Claire Bennett classic, holy sh, and then that's the TV continued. Mm-hmm. Hero covers her mouth before she can cuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do a cuss. Don't do a cuss. He's 10. Yeah. They're in the people from the future peeping on the past greenhouse on the DeVoe rooftop. <laughs> You're not fucking joking. <laughs> Just run into other versions of them, of other people. <laughs> yep. Hey. Hey, Peter, or whatever. So, yeah. Hero's done it before once. Peter's done it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a thing. I feel like there's one more person that does it too, but I don't remember who. Uh, I don't recall, but yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's the episode. Um, I, I As I said before, I much prefer the writing in this one to the first part. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, yeah. It's like you said, they're good. They they work next to each other. They work with each other. Yes. Um. Yeah. 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 Good episode. Definitely, like you know, pointing people to the end of the season and beyond. Yes. With motivations and etc. Absolutely, though. Should I yep. get into our socials? Let's get into the socials. We've been talking for quite some time. We have, because <laughs> we've, we've been nitpicking things, like, you know, getting d- digging deep into scenes and stuff. Yeah, doing a deep dive. Mm-hmm. So, 
You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipsed Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that verb there, verb with a B, like Bridget. Keisha is at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Keisha, what are you tweeting about? Let me let me see. I always I always forget. Um I Yeah, the most recent thing I tweeted about was like a week ago and it was about Ted Lasso and how much I love it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And one of the actors respond like liked it and that made me feel great. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Look at you, fancy. He has a podcast apparently, and he interviews people about movies, and I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm gonna listen to that. <laughs> Add that to your to-do I totally put it on my uh, my fucking uh, podcast app. I was like, um, yes. There you go. If you'd like to send us an email, we are eclipsedpod at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us is to join the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. That is it for socials. But like you said, podcast app would be real nice if you left us a review and a rating on the podcast app of your choice. That'd be dope. Yeah, I think that covers it. I think that seals it. Uh, so we will see you again next time for, what is the next episode? Um, Season 3, episode 12, Our Father. Ooh, daddy issue time. You bet. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Next time on Eclipsed, Nathan reviews the Super Troops, Peter has a new partner in Heroics, Cake or Death, Arthur Petrelli. You know, there honestly has to be an easier way to get your old Game Boy back, Hero. And, uh, you ever hear that old time travel trope of not talking to yourself in the past, but, like, what about babysitting yourself, though? Is that okay? Tune in.